The Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Coming up next on the Cincinnati Podcast. Yes, sir. Hello, world. We got a special show as always. TJ Leach was on it. Jimmy James, Coach Jimmy Burrow. How do you balance being a professional athlete and family out here? He's the top five all time. Yeah. Welcome to the Cincinnati Podcast. I'm your host, Ace Boogie. My co-host, Zim, is out tonight as well as our producer. But we're going to carry the show on tonight. We're going to actually hear from Zim later in the show. He did send in some pre-recorded video. So you will get his take on the game and just some of his thoughts. Uh, But I'm going to give you guys my thoughts and then we will cut to Zim. So coming into this game, right, Cincinnati Bengals looking to get back over 500 after a big game against the New Orleans Saints. It was a great game for this offense to get back on track. Can they keep it going? I think that that's what the question is. This is a tremendous opportunity. Joe Burrow spoke about it earlier this week, saying that this run will really, the next three games, will really show where the Bengals season will go. I'm going to say this. I think Atlanta, the timing of it, on AFC North Talk, my man Tony talked about the timing, right? And I think that the timing of this can go both ways, right? You're talking about a Cincinnati Bengals team that's going against this Atlanta team that's very hot right now, right? They just got a win over the 49ers. But with the timing aspect of it, we talk about key matchups and A.J. Terrell versus Jamar Chase. I have full confidence that Chase really could bust this game open. Terrell is also battling somewhat of a hamstring injury, right? His hamstring was tight after last game. But from the other timing side, you talk about Logan Wilson being out of this game, DJ Reader likely both being out of this game. What does that do to the run defense, given that they gave up 200 yards last week? That is something that the defense is going to have to concentrate, I think, on this one. But when you look at the average margin of score between these two teams, that favors the Bengals right now, plus point four, 4.5, excuse me, in the Bengals' favor. Right now, Atlanta, they're at negative two. So given the splits, and that's versus away versus home. So Atlanta's going to be traveling about 300 miles, right? Uh, so these things and factors are going to go either way, depending on the setting. You talk about the Bengals, they're averaging 23 and a half points at home. The Atlanta Falcons are averaging 23 points a game away. This could be a close game. I mean, the way that Atlanta likes to play, we all know that they like to run the ball. They also were a top scoring team in the NFL, but the scoring differentiates by the splits. That's why I like to go by the splits, right? What situations are you in? Because teams tend to play differently at home than they do on the road. And uh, Atlanta is on the road in this game. Cincinnati is at home. So that's something to pay attention to in this game. Uh, Right now, total yards per game, the Bengals offense at home is on fire. 401 yards a game is what they're averaging. Meanwhile, on the road, Atlanta's averaging 302. Now, don't get it twisted. Even though Atlanta has Marcus Mariota, they don't have many weapons, you might say. They still have been a top 10 offense in the NFL statistically. So that's something to pay attention to. When you look at the defenses, right, uh, Cincinnati also has the edge there. At home, they're only allowing 322 and a half opponent yards per game, whereas away on the road, Atlanta is allowing nearly 400 a game. So the Bengals should have the edge on defense as well. Obviously, Atlanta has Grady Jarrett on that defense and A.J. Terrell as their best two players. They recently traded Deion Jones. I don't believe he was really playing much this season for them. So they kind of have a little bit of a newer defense over there. 
Uh, these two teams tend to be somewhat polar opposites of each other, right? The Cincinnati Bengals, they're almost 60% of the time they're passing, right? Uh, for Atlanta, 47% of the time they're passing, 52% of the time they're running. That's what they do. They love to run. The Bengals at home have only run 40% of the time. So for these two teams, both drastically different offensively, this could really come down to third down percentage conversion. The Bengals are also kind of more efficient than the Atlanta Falcons, 51% of the time, nearly 52%, whereas Atlanta on third down conversion, 42%. That's a major key. That's something that the Bengals defense, not in recent weeks, but overall have been really good about getting teams off of the field on third down. That could be something that's huge in this game. That is something I believe is a major key. And, of course, red zone scoring, right? This is where Atlanta gets really hot. Uh, they have a 70% conversion rate on the road in the red zone. That is something that this Bengals defense has been, quote, unquote, bend but don't break. What that really means, right, is that you might give up a lot of yardage, but you don't really give up the points, right? You get them into the red zone. You let people settle for field goals. Well, with touchdowns, these guys are scoring at a 70% rate. That's something that's going to be important in this game. That's a key to the game. The Bengals defense has to keep that Atlanta offense from converting. And with the Bengals, they've been about 50% uh, in the red zone when it comes to touchdown scoring at home. Um, I know a lot of people have talked about those red zone struggles. That means when they get into the red zone, they got to punch it in because this is a team in Atlanta that's going to run the ball. They're going to try to take a lot of time of possession. They're going to try to do things to you to keep the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands and out of Jamar Chase's hands. And the best way for them to do that is to run the ball. Uh, so defensively, we talked a little bit about it. You know, the Bengals, for the most part, a lot of teams aren't really running on them at home because the Bengals at the beginning of the season, especially with DJ Reader, they were a run stopping team. Right. Ever since then. So they've only really at home seen it 36 percent of the time. Uh, the same with Atlanta. I mean, they've they've only seen it 34 percent of the time. That could also mean, though, that more teams are likely to pass on that defense. And that's another thing that bodes well for Atlanta, uh, for the Bengals on the Atlanta front, is that a lot of teams, 65% of the time, have been passing on them. That means that they must have seen something there. That goes well for the Migos. you got to get Chase, Boyd, and T. Higgins involved. Obviously, Hayden Hurst, this is a revenge game for him. He could be a big factor. Uh, so I think that they definitely look at that for sure. Uh, but when you look at the yards per pass, Given up, they're averaging 7.1 yards per pass. That means that the Bengals are going to be able to do some things. Obviously, a lot of people have been coming at them with the cover two bunch. Bengals have countered that with RPOs, uh, putting Chase in the slot, things like that. That's going to be something that's important in this game. When it comes to third down conversion, I talked about how good the Bengals defense was. At home, they've been at 24%. Kobe! 24% on that one for the, the Atlanta Falcons. They're allowing some of that, right? 55%. So they're allowing almost 31% uh, more than the Bengals are on. So that means that this offense can really try to convert on third down. You talk about the red zone scoring though, as I talked about that Ben, but don't break defense. What does that mean? They're stopping guys in the red zone. That advantage goes to the Cincinnati Bengals with 40%, whereas Atlanta has 53%. So wanted to give you some numbers and things like that for you to talk about. But one of the major things that happened 
And one of the rare things that the Bengals did last week was get a win uh, without winning the turnover battle, right? Um, this is one where they're going to have to win the turnover battle because the advantage right now is actually to Atlanta with negative 0.3 for the turnover margin per game. The Bengals are at negative one and a half, so they've been losing it. Atlanta has been barely losing it. They haven't been winning it, but they've been barely losing it. But when you look at the past three games, right, Atlanta is plus 1.3. Cincinnati is plus 0.03. So these teams are getting better at it, excuse me, in terms of that. But right now, Atlanta kind of has the advantage. So that's going to be something to pay attention to. Where uh, Atlanta really thrives is a fumble recovery percentage, right? They've recovered 66.6% of those fumbles away. Uh, whereas the Bengals, when they're at home, they've only recovered about 33.3% of those. So they got to hold on to the ball, make sure that they're good, because that is going to be a factor that is going to help them. When it comes to opponent penalties per game, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are having that in their favor because Atlanta – or people that visit the Bengals at home are averaging seven, whereas Atlanta away, their opponents are only averaging five. So playing mistake-free football is definitely going to be a key to this game. To me, it's as simple as stopping the run. You stop these guys early and often, get more possessions for your offense, let your offense cook, let your offense determine what that defense does. Try to take advantage of Joe, Jamar Chase versus A.J. Terrell. I know A.J. Terrell is having a great season. I still think we saw – from high school to college to the NFL, like, let Jamar Chase cook. He knows him very well. Joe Burrow should know him very well. C. Higgins should know him very well. All three of these guys should really eat against him. Definitely see what you can do with Joe Mixon in this game. I think if you allow that to happen, you might have some success. Now, Atlanta has allowed, uh, it's hard, as far as the average rush yards, 3.4. So they are a stiff run defense with 3.4 yards per carry, but the Bengals are going to have to do something to get them out of that, right? Um, so shut down the run for Atlanta, establish a little bit of the run, but really pass because Atlanta's going to try to take you out of your element uh, by running and controlling that. Uh, be careful with the football. I think the Bengals can get out of here with a W. This is a major one because you look across the division, you got a divisional game in the AFC North with the Browns taking on the Ravens. So somebody in that is coming away with the L that's going to help you either way. So if they can go out here in Cincinnati at home after being on a road stretch, uh, I think that they can do some things. And I think that this Cincinnati offense is back. I think that they're ready to roll. I'm ready to see Joe cook and I'm ready to see the Bengals do their thing. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to get into it uh, with my boy Zim. We're going to go ahead and bring him on. We appreciate you guys for rocking with us. The first thing that I want to do though, as you know, you got to check out Pierce Dental in Fallon Square in downtown Cincinnati. Go where the pros go. They're going to get your teeth right. They're going to get that smile right. They do great work with veneers. Anything that you need, whether it's cleaning, veneers, tooth replacements. I know myself, I was missing a tooth. Get rid of that side tooth that's missing. Don't, don't keep doing that to yourself. Go where the pros go. They're downtown in Fountain Square, Cincinnati. You can reach out to them. Go to their website. You can do a free online consultation. Be sure to check them out. Pierce Dental will get you right. And then, of course, after that, you can go and get you some Midwest Best Barbecue Wings. Chew on them. Once you get your teeth right, you can check those out and get you some Uno Wings. Oh, 
Definitely be sure to check out Midwest Best Barbecue over in Loveland, Ohio. They are going to get you right. Uh, but without further ado, I'm going to bring in my man, Zim Hude. He's going to give you his thoughts on the game. But before that, definitely be sure to check out Fans of Cincy. They just did a dope thing in New Orleans. For everybody that was out there, you already know it was amazing. Your trip is planned from A to Z. They're going to get your flight. They're going to get your hotel. They're going to get your tickets to the game. Right now, they got a lot of stuff going on for Tennessee. They just opened up. They actually had sold out tickets for Tampa for that Bucks game. They actually just opened it back up. So don't miss out on it. Definitely check it out. Um, and be sure to tap in with Fans of Cincy. You can get that done at fansofcincy.com. I'm going to let my man Zim Hude go ahead and take it away here. So we're going to go into what my man Zim has going on for the Bengals in this game. Welcome to me by myself. I'm doing a segment right now. I just want to go over the game for you. Bengals versus Falcons. I'm really, really excited about the game. I think uh, we got a lot to build off of this past week. I think um, there's a lot of great things that came out of that game with the Saints. We talked about it earlier this week on Tuesday. So going into this upcoming game, one of the main factors that I really, really love um, is what the Bengals offense is currently doing, going primarily to a shotgun system, making sure that the offensive line feels very comfortable, making sure that they utilize the weapons, making sure that Joe Burrow is able to process all the information, get the ball out fast, and don't allow defenses to think. And I think for a game for Joe Burrow to get into rhythm, this is the perfect one because he's already shysty. He was just named FedEx Player of the Week this past week, so that's very, very exciting. And if you're a Bengals fan, you have to be looking at this situation like this is an ideal situation to get your footing ready to go down a stretch. Joe Burrow just did his interview with uh, Colin Cowherd this week where he said these upcoming three games are very, very important. Let's start on offense because I think that's like what everybody wants to hear anyway, right? Because we're excited. It's very fun to watch the Bengals go play football and more importantly, get the ball to Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Solid Boyd and company, right? Joe Burrow on third down this season is 45 for 61. That's 73.8%, 514 yards, seven touchdowns and zero interceptions on third down. That's a 139 quarterback rating. The team that he's facing is almost dead last in the league. The Atlanta Falcons are giving up 46.2 conversion rate, 31st in the NFL on third down. That is very encouraging if you're a Bengals fan. Also, T. Higgins upgraded today at practice to full participant. We're recording this on 10-20. Uh, T. Higgins now upgraded, getting past his ankle injury, perhaps. And I think we look really good for him to have another big game coming up this week. Um, the other thing that I want to bring up, too, when I was talking about the offensive line success is Frank Pollock came out and talked about the success of the shotgun. The whole offense, he says, 
is more comfortable starting with the quarterback and what they're doing offensively. He can see the field and the defense has to repeat that and it allows Mixon to run downhill. One thing that a lot of people talked about this past week was Mixon was running the football more efficiently with a heavy dose, uh, with a little sprinkle of B Ryan in there, right? Some people were like, man, I think we could probably run more. I was looking at the tape, looking at the film, and noticed that there were probably about eight plays or so that I feel like Joe checked out of. There are also some RPOs in there. I counted about six that were, he could have kept it, opted to throw. Mixon is also getting passes in the pass game as well, which is an extension of the run game. So a lot of people that are sitting around and saying, pound the rock, pound the rock. This is 2022, and we're pounding the rock a different way this this time around. And I and I really appreciate the adjustments that Zach Taylor has made in that regard. He recognized that his quarterback didn't feel good under center. He recognized the misfortunes of them in play action opportunities, and just said, "Hey, let's just move that out the way. Let's go into a gap scheme where we're just utilizing what we could do best and get mixed and running downhill and getting after guys." And I think the offensive line is now starting to take. Um more comfort, more they're starting to, you know, say some stuff. Lyle Collins has some really good comments that he said about Cam Jordan where he says he pretty much owns him and he and he beat his ass up on Sunday. So I thought that was crazy. And I thought it was exciting because now, you know, we got glass heaters out here. And um I'm really excited about what the what the team is headed in that regard. I think that another stat I wanted to bring to you too um regarding the Bengals um uh, in regards to Atlanta's defense. The Atlanta Falcons ranks through six weeks. Check this out. Total yards allowed, 30th in the NFL. Passing yards allowed, 32nd in the NFL. Sacks, they're 31st in the NFL. Scoring percentage, 28th percentage. Pressure rate, dead last, 32nd percent. Third down conversion rate, 30th. Their PFF pass rushing grade is 31st and their success rate is 32nd, and you're coupling that with the fact that Casey Hayward, their cornerback too, is now on injured reserve. Now going against these guys, I feel like this is a game that the Bengals should absolutely crush the Falcons. If it doesn't happen that way, I'm going to tell you some reasons why I think it may not, but I do feel really, really optimistic about the game. I'm really, really excited to get back. Like, I'm actually not going to this game. So I'm going to be doing my Harry Nuts game live stream on Instagram at Zim underscore Hude. So if you want to check out the game, um, make sure you tune into that. I might do a, an alternate page to kind of keep them guessing a little bit too. So check that out. Um, but that bodes well for the offense. The RPOs early in the game. Make sure that you're getting the easy looks and you're letting Joe dissect, diagnose what he sees make some action off of that and call those plays um, at the line of scrimmage, so to speak, and just reading and making simple reads early in the game, similar to what Jalen Hurst is doing, similar to what Marcus Mariota is doing right now. So those factors right now, I think, bode well for the offense. And I think um, Burrow and company should have a, a, a pretty simple time, I think, handling that. Let's go to the opposite side of football. Last week, I did rewatch some of the Falcons game. Uh, with the 49ers. They got the Falcons. Um, they ran over them early in the game. Uh, 49ers didn't have a turnover. Gets the Falcons up 14-0. So now they're at, they work, they're right where they want you. And where the Falcons want to do, they're one of the best rushing attacks, in, uh, rushing attacks in football. So one of the things with rushing the football is carrying the rock, 
holding time of possessions, and don't forget they're three and three, just like the Bengals are, right? So holding the football, time of possession is a big factor in the equation. That is how you can limit the great quarterbacks like Joe Burrow, Josh Allen's of the world, Patrick Mahomes, and to me is probably one of the only answers because in a in the course of a football game, if you give the quarterbacks more than six to eight possessions, odds are you aren't going to win that game. So if they can limit the Bengals to less possessions and running the football really effective, I think that that could work. And the reason why, you, if you're a Bengals fan, you might be a little bit scared right now because Logan Wilson, chances are, isn't playing. Currently, uh, signs pointing to no. Then you also have DJ Reader, who is now out there at practice talking to guys. He's still on the rehab field, but I think it's very encouraging for the following week against the Browns. Not to look ahead, though. But one of the things that I think that the Bengals should do is make sure that Kyle Pitts early in the game isn't an issue in all this season. He hasn't really been that progressive. He hasn't he hasn't been that productive, and that's on the strength of Scheme and Arthur Smith, who I regard as one of the best play callers in football, just hasn't been able to figure out ways to go to him, and he was slightly injured. This past week, he's a little bit more healthier, and he's going to look a little bit better. I think you have an answer for him in the regard of you always have – good old faithful Trey Flowers, but you need to bracket him much like you should have bracketed Mark Andrews in that game. And I think that bodes well for the Falcons because truthfully, Kyle Pitts is a rare talent that you really can't just guard straight up. Now, this is where it gets interesting. The kid, uh, uh, Ozzy, I'm not going to try to mispronounce his name, but Ozzy, um, Zacharias or or Zacharias, uh, I'm sorry, Ozzy, um, is a is a tremendous route runner. I feel like he's really good and he's underrated. I think he'll have some matchups that he'll like with Eli Apple this week. Although Eli Apple on the season has only relinquished 203 yards. To put that in perspective, currently J.C. Jackson, who was given all that money in the offseason, was benched this past week and he's giving up over 330 yards on the whole entire season. So thinking about uh, and, and he's played le- a less game or two. So Eli Apple has done pretty well in that regard and only relinquished 203 yards, which is not that bad. It's not amazing, but it's not that bad either. Um, that's what roughly, what, like 40, 38 yards a game or something like that? I don't know. Y'all do the math for me. But currently, Cheeto Bayouzian is in his last two games has only uh, given up a catch of seven yards and the week before a, a catch of eight yards to Mark Andrew. He is currently a top 10 cornerback in this league. He is also, I had a stat for you I wanted to roll off for you. Uh, I had it pulled up. He is currently right now ranked number one as far as the amount of completion percentage that he is allowing currently in in the NFL. You have only, darn it, I had it pulled up. That sucks. I'm sorry that you're getting this um, live like this. But I really want you all to hear this stat. I think I might have took it away. He currently has, uh, this past week, he had a 79 PFF grade, which was the tops on our team, uh, 85 coverage grade, um, only one reception out. And this is the kicker. He's leading currently right now at 39.6 passer rating above like some of the top guys in the league, like James Bradbury and guys that haven't given up anything. So Cheeto Bayouzi, I think in a one-on-one situation with Drake London is a dope concept. And I think it works for us. I'm not worried about that. It's really about what's the plan for Kyle Pitts. The one thing that I do worry about too, like I mentioned previously was the run game. 
if they can stop the run game, I think, you know, that's easier said than done. But one of the things that we could do to stop the run or help the team out is to score points early. One of the major keys to this game is to get Marcus Mariota throwing the football. If you can get him to throw the football more than 20-something times, then chances are he's playing from behind. Even when they were down 21 points to the Buccaneers, Arthur Smith was still running the football. We're going to dedicate seven, eight guys to the box at all times in the game because you're more fearful of them running the football with these guys like Algier and Huntley, who are, are, are really tremendous, fine running backs that you probably never heard of, but they always fall forward. The, the play calling, it, it is very confusing and it's very different than what we normally see. From a blocking standpoint, it's very different. It's not like an AFC North running attack. Um, on top of that, Marcus Mariota is also like a poor man's Lamar Jackson. He's one of the top five Russian quarterbacks in the NFL. So him going weak side boots, play action boots are things that I'm very, very mindful of. I'm not going to say scared, but I, I am on high alert for because in the games that we had with against Lamar Jackson, in the game that we had against um, uh, Taysom Hill just now, I noticed on the backside, a lot of that stuff was open. Uh, the Bengals were crashing out hard to stop the run, and then the quarterback was never keeping it to go to the outside. And if they do that, whew, ultimately, I like the Bengals in this game. You know I don't do score predictions, but I think that this is a good game for Bengals to get their offense like rolling on all cylinders. Look for Joe Burrow to cook early and often. Look for Mixon and P. Ryan to hammer at home and coast in that fourth quarter. I don't think that the game will be close. I think this is the first time that I feel like the Bengals will finally get out of this heart attack type of football and go and win a game that they should win and win it. Uh, well, I guess the Dolphins game was pretty in eh, the Jets game too. But I, I think it might look something like that. 10, 12 point victory. Nothing crazy. But ultimately, controlling the clock, keeping them off the field, making Marcus Mariota throw the football, and making sure that the Migos go crazy on these wide receivers, and the, I mean on these cornerbacks in this defense that I've just told you and I gave you all the numbers on that you should take advantage of. Please make sure you follow us. Please make sure you follow New Strike City on Instagram, Twitter. More importantly, we need you people to follow Wincinnati Pod. That's all one word, Wincinnati Pod on Twitter. Very important that you do so. Please make sure you always check out Pierce Dental Group, piercedentalgroup.com. Follow them on Twitter. They had a really amazing piece that they had with Jimmy Chase um, and his wife as well uh, that is really dope on the Bengals um, uh, site today. They've been to Pierce Dental Group, so you should too. Go get your free consultation. I appreciate you all. I love you all. Keep hope alive and never, ever, 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 ever Doubt number nine. All right. That was my man, Zim Huday. Shout out to him. I agree with a lot of the stuff that he said. This has been the Cincinnati Podcast. We appreciate you guys. Please be sure to hit that subscribe button, man. Definitely tap in with us. Definitely share this with your Bengals fans and also reviews, man. We got to get those reviews. Those help other Bengals fans find the podcast. So definitely be sure to do that. And hopefully we'll be yelling Huday this weekend. Thank you for listening. Hey, what's up, Bengals fans? Mike Hilton. I'm on the Winston Pod with Ace and Zim. Yes. Hello, world. We got a special show as always. TJ Lucian is on it. Jimmy Chase, Coach Jimmy Burrow. How do you balance being a professional athlete and family up? Agent top five. All time. Shock the world.